And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Everybody, what's up and welcome in to an Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast short here on a Wednesday as we talk through Week 3 Survivor. Michael Beller and Derek Van Riper here with you on this Wednesday. DVR, last week, an easy one. This week, not quite so easy. We've got an interesting slate ahead of us on uh, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah, I feel like this is a week where we're going to say goodbye to a decent mm-hmm. share of people in Survivor Pools. Uh, I think having three double-digit favorites last week, as we talked about, made it really easy to have a lot of confidence going into the week. And I think some of the bigger favorites this week actually have some unanswered questions about them that make this week a lot of fun in a challenging sort of way. Yeah, we really haven't had that week yet. You go back to week one, and there was a, yeah, a fair percentage in most Survivor pools of people on the Jaguars or the Texans. And last week, no one really lost because of those big three favorites. So even that week one with the Jaguars, it's not like there was a you know carnage across the Survivor world. And this week feels like it could be that first week where we get it. We are tracking our Survivor picks, of course, here on every Wednesday show of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. So DVR, we have survived into week three. You had the Packers last week. I had the Buccaneers. They both moved on for us and did so comfortably. This week, not quite as easy. By far, the most popular selection on the board right now is the Denver Broncos. They are 10.5-point favorites at home against the Jets. The next three teams, DVR, all road teams and all comfortable favorites. we got the Cardinals in Jacksonville, the Panthers. This is Thursday night going to Houston to take on the Texans, the Ravens in Detroit taking on the Lions, and then finally the Bills uh, at home against Washington. Those are the five most popular plays. Don't really see that changing in any significant way. How do you look at those five teams when you do take a look at them and consider them in the survivor context? Well, I wonder how good the Broncos are. Like, I think they're the biggest favorite on the board, and that probably doesn't change between now and the no start way. of the week, of course, right? I don't know if the Broncos are just an average team that have caught a couple good matchups to begin the season, mm-hmm. or if they're actually a team that can maybe be one of the last teams into the postseason and possibly win a game. I think it's the former and not the latter. And just that okay. vibe about a team especially in September, is one that I don't necessarily want to put all the survivor eggs into this early. So I just think the gap between those two teams is a little smaller than people want to believe, or at least smaller than that line would lead you to believe. So it's kind of like, of the other teams, who who's the weakest team in the league right now? And can I pick on them? 
Yep. And I think you have the Jets are a candidate for sure. Even if the Broncos aren't as good as they appear to be at two and zero, the Jets are a candidate for worst team in the league. The Jags are a candidate for worst team in the league. I think they're my pick right now as the worst team. The Texans aren't that team. We thought they would be, but they haven't been so far. So, you know, Panthers over Texans, I understand why people are doing it. Not sure I'm locked into that either. Yep, same. I think it's just me trying to hone in on who the most hopeless team in the NFL is right now. (laughs) And it's weird to say the Jags are hopeless because they have their franchise quarterback. Eventually, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a great player in this league. Mm -hmm. That being said, I still think that's a bad team. He could be a great player on a horrible Uh team all season. That can happen. That's the team I want to pick on the most. So... You know, you start thinking about who you actually trust. Uh-huh. It's really, I just trust the Jags to be bad. And I think the Cardinals, we still have some questions to answer about them. Ha- having them go on the road, play the early kickoff, I get that. Those are some concerns. But how is how is this Jacksonville defense going to slow down this offense? How are they going to keep Kyler Murray and company from anything less than, than 30 on the board, mm-hmm. right? And then how are the Jags possibly going to put up 30 points to keep pace? Like I just I can't rectify all that in my mind. So I think for me, it's sort of just the the battle of attrition leading me to pick on the Jags and having enough confidence in the Cardinals to say, yeah, they can go on the road, they can deal with the early kick, and they can get it done. I know that you have had like seven podcasts that you've already done today before you jumped on here with me and that you were in the baseball world as well. So uh, you might have missed this. Did you see Urban Meyer's great quote that came out today about the another NFL? one? He had another one? Uh, Yeah, he said every week is like preparing for Alabama. Every week is Alabama week in the NFL. And it's like, yeesh. Yeah, Urban. (laughs) That's right. Every every week is Alabama week and then some in the NFL, actually, I would say. So, uh, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's like he's resigned to being overmatched, it feels like already every single week. And so I think this is absolutely a fine pick. It's one of my secondary picks. It's not where I'm going to go for my one true pick. And, I think everything that you say about the Broncos holds, and I think maybe I'm a little bit more bullish on them than you are, uh, but I think that they still have a lot to prove before we do buy them as maybe one of those last teams into the playoffs in the AFC, maybe one of those wildcard teams in the AFC, but I still look at them and look as that look at them as the best survivor play this week, and it's for two reasons, DVR. The first reason is that I actually think they're pretty good. I do think they're a good team. I think that they deserve to be 10.5-point favorites against the Jets at home, and then the second reason is the, re- the upcoming schedule is not very friendly to them next week. They are home for the Ravens, not going to like them there. After that, they go to Pittsburgh, not going to want them there. After that, home for the Raiders. With what the Raiders have done the first two weeks, probably not going to want them there. Then a short week where they go to Cleveland on Thursday night, definitely not picking them there. Then they get Washington at home. That could be a usable spot. Then they're at Dallas. I mean, we're already into November now, DVR, where I'm thinking about maybe I get another opportunity to use the Broncos. So it's those two things combined. I do believe that they're a good team, and this is the best spot to use them for at least the next six or seven weeks. And of course, things could change, but we can only evaluate the situation as we know it now. And right now, this looks like the best time to use the Broncos until we're getting you know two or three weeks away from Thanksgiving. And even then, that might not be the case. That's talking me in. That's talking myself into liking them against Washington. And this, I think, is a better spot than that likely will be when they meet Washington on Halloween night. So that is why I am going with the Broncos over the Jets. And uh, I see that you have them as a secondary pick. Would you make an argument for anyone else as a secondary pick other than these uh, Broncos? 
Yeah, I, I think the Bills actually caught my eye. Like at, at first glance, I actually thought the Bills uh, at home against Washington were a really safe pick. So I, I think they're in. I think you're on the other side of this one, so you can explain mm-hmm. what you don't like about them. I, I think they can they can score plenty of points. There, there's no doubt about that. The defense will be solid over the course of the season. They just seem like a high floor team at home, especially. I think you know the Taylor Heineke situation in Washington. It's not terrible. There are worse mm-hmm. backups in the league, so they're not a pushover sort of matchup whatsoever. Um, but I think the other way that I, I think about Survivor, and you kind of alluded to this with the reasoning behind Denver, I'm looking about three weeks into the future because the league can change so fast. All it takes is like one major injury, and a team mm-hmm. can completely collapse. And the identity they have today is completely different than the identity they have three weeks into the future. So. I would say with Buffalo, they have a, a run here where I'm probably not using them. They have a buyer, I think, an early buy in week seven. I probably wouldn't want to use them until about week eight. So I think mm-hmm. they also kind of passed the smell test of the next few weeks. Yeah, probably not going to go uh, on them. And, and part of the reason for them, though, isn't that they're not favored in those games. But next week, the Bills have probably the the entire field on them. They're going to be probably the most heavily utilized team in week four. So I want to sort of get a little leverage now. If I like the matchup in week yeah. three, use them now. I don't even have the option to use them in week four. And maybe the whole pool gets knocked out in a situation where everybody's on them. It's a great way of thinking. Definitely a strategic way of thinking in a way that will help you win survivor pools. I do have them as one of my teams to avoid. I'll just jump down to that and talk about that now. I just I worry about the fact that we haven't seen that that efficient, explosive Bills offense yet this season. Josh Allen has been held in check through the air in both games this season. I mean, even putting up those 35 points against the Dolphins, they really didn't give up these big, explosive plays to the Bills. And so I worry about going up against a defense that certainly – has fallen short of expectations in their first two games in Washington, but still has a very strong group on paper. That was Pittsburgh in week one, really give Buffalo's line fits. And we know that Washington, even though they haven't played up to the level that we know they can defensively, they can give that Buffalo line fits perhaps as well in this matchup. And so that's just, it has me a little bit afraid of the Bills. I also like to, if I'm going to take a favorite, I want to buy them covering. And I really like Washington getting eight points in that game. So that's why I'm staying away from them. I'm staying away from the Browns. They are at home against the Bears. Justin Fields will be starting for the Bears in this game. But even before that was announced, I was off the Browns. Too many injuries. We know Odell Beckham probably doesn't play. Jarvis Landry definitely doesn't play. They've got some offensive line injuries as well. I'm just not going to back a team that is good, that I know I'm going to have opportunities to use down the line when they have all the injuries that the Browns are dealing with. And then the Steelers. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger pectoral injury. They have had zero explosion on offense, even if Roethlisberger plays. How much do you like that offense against the Bengals, a defense that really has improved this year? I just don't want to abide them either in what could be a very low-scoring first-to-20 win sort of game. So those are the teams that I am avoiding this week. Who do you have as a team to stay away from? I'm actually staying away from Carolina, going on the road for the short week, going up against the Houston team, even though the Texans are throwing Davis Mills out there at quarterback. I, I don't know if... I don't know if we're all like properly accounting for Houston's defense, maybe just not being garbage. And I think with Carolina, Sam Darnold's played well in the first two weeks. We obviously like them from a fantasy perspective a lot because of what they've been able to deliver over the last few seasons. And I think sometimes that makes us too high on who they really are as a team. Like we mistake the quality fantasy options they have for being an above average sort of team. And they're very kind of middle of the road. It's always a tough setup going on the road to play in that Thursday night game. Not as bad doing it in week three as it is to do it in, say, like week 13, but I'm not comfortable with that situation, even though 
Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be on them. I think they're of the popular teams this week. Again, we're talking the top three, the Broncos, the Cardinals, and the Panthers being the most mm-hmm. popular. I think the Panthers are the one that bring the most kind of hidden risk because Houston is not as incompetent as we thought they'd be, especially on defense. Uh, something that I keep leaning on with the Texans uh, is uh, something that Aaron Reese, our Texans beat writer, said to me back in the summer when we were going through our beat writer previews before training camp started. And he was he was he wasn't saying they're going to make the playoffs. He was saying they're going to be a bad team, but that they might not be as bad as people expect them to be because they have so many veterans on both sides of the ball. And there's just a ton of veteran presence, a ton of know-how, a ton of uh, understanding of how to get through a full NFL season that they might be. 5 and 12 bad, 6 and 11 bad, but they're probably not going to be 2 and 15 bad. And that's just something that's been in the back of my mind with respect to the Texans. And so this feels like the sort of spot where maybe they lose. I'm definitely picking the Panthers to win this game, but I don't know if it's going to be a comfortable survivor night if you back the Panthers as well. So even in pools where I do have to pivot off of my preferred pick, which I do in one where I did use the Broncos as a roll of the dice in week one when they were playing the Giants, they are not going to be the team that I go after. Another popular team, the Ravens, that's one who I would like as well uh, if I had to pivot off of them. And we'll save some of the other pivots for the last segment when we start to get just a little bit. Not too much, but just a little bit crazy. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Uh, If you were going to go totally off the board here and try to gain some advantage, gain some of that leverage, gain some pot odds, who are you looking at for your play this week? Yeah, I think it'd probably be the Raiders. We're seeing some interest in them. I think they're at like 5% usage in Yahoo, at least as of this time on Wednesday. I don't know if it's that far out there because at 5% usage, it's not like you're talking about a team that nobody is on, but they're, Mm -hmm. they're not popular. And I think the gap between these two teams is probably... You know, smaller than the line in, in public perception, but the Raiders look legit. They're home. It's the Miami team that's reeling. They're going with Jacoby Brissett because Tua Tungavailoa has fractured ribs. So uh, a lot of things are, are kind of falling into place for the Raiders. They've been tested a little bit here early on this season as well. So mm-hmm. they stuck out to me as a team that wasn't in that core group for people that I thought was a pretty solid bet to come out with the win this week. And then I started to wonder, to get really deep in there, what about the Giants hosting the Falcons? Ooh, are the Falcons yes. one of those teams that are a candidate for worst team in the league or at least yes, a bottom are. four, bottom five sort of status? I think they definitely are. And 
that Giants offense really got going. I was very impressed with what they did against Washington last week, putting up 29 points, left some points on the board when they had to settle for field goals. Daniel Jones made a, a handful of huge plays, and not just with his legs. We've come to expect him to be a guy who can be dangerous when he runs, but he made some big, big throws. And, you know, we love to see teams go for it on fourth down. I don't think that the Giants settled for field goals in the way where they were like turtling and settling for them. And Daniel Jones made big plays to set up, I want to say, each of the last two field goals that Graham Gano ended up kicking. Those were ones where they were out of field goal range and Daniel Jones made something happen, uh, got him into like fourth and three, fourth and four situations that set them up for those field goals. A few really big plays, a few really big throws, and you know maybe that offense is starting to round into something bordering on good. And if that is the case, then I do think that they can be one of those off-the-board sort of picks this week. For me, I look at a couple of teams that have established brands but not quite established teams this year. I like the Patriots. I like the Cowboys. I just I look at that Saints offense, and I think that they're going to have a lot of trouble against the Patriots this week. I think that uh, this is one that is going to be low scoring. This is one that I called out on best on the board earlier this week when we were looking ahead to our early week three lines. And I called it out as a, what was sitting at 43 and a half, go under it. That one has already dropped two full points to 41 and a half. And I just think that any sort of slow paced, low scoring game is going to favor the Patriots. And then I also like the Cowboys. I mean, they are this close this close DVR to being 2-0 with wins over the Bucks and the Chargers and a road win over the Chargers at that. And I still think that they're not quite getting the full credit they deserve for being what I think is really a good team because of how strong that offense is. All they need is league average performance out of the defense. Deck Prescott and company will take care of the rest. Four-point favorites at home against Philly on Monday night. I like, like, like that play as well. So that is one that I am looking at if... I were to go off the board if I was going away from the Broncos, if I was going away from the Ravens, if I was going away from the Cardinals, if I've already used some of those, then I'm probably thinking about the Cowboys going to Monday Night Football, think they can take care of business against the Eagles. Either of those ones that you want to give pushback on, or am I just a genius? Uh, Patriots Saints <laughs> is a game. I don't know what to expect from that game. That mm-hmm. one, from a spread Fair. pick standpoint, from a, a digging deep survivor standpoint that that's a shrug emoji for me like i i just want to sit back and watch that and learn more about those two teams you know i'll, I'll buy your overall assessment of the cowboys i think we're going to see them sort of rise into the power rankings and kind of settle in as a you know 8 to 12 range team depending on who's making the list but a, a certainly a dangerous team that should make the playoffs this year probably should win that division too mm-hmm. given their firepower on offense I, I think you're right if, if they're average defensively they're pretty good when it's all said and done this year I thought I mean the showing they had opening night against Tampa Bay I know the Bucks had some turnovers in that game that kept that game probably a little closer than it should yep. have been that's a factor but they didn't embarrass themselves in a really difficult spot and I think that's sort of a, a hallmark of Mike McCarthy teams that I've become all too familiar with. So um, I'm actually pretty optimistic about the Cowboys right now, too, based on what we've seen through these first two weeks. Even though those fluky turnovers also kept Dallas maybe a little artificially in the game in a way that their play didn't exactly register, number one, they took advantage. And number two, that offense looked really good against what we know is a strong Tampa Bay defense. So we know we can buy that Cowboys offense. It's one that as I get into the second tier of survivor picks for week three, I can buy taking care of business against the Eagles. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast as we comb our way through Survivor Plays for Week 3. And good news, we've extended 
our 50% off deal here at The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash fantasyfootballpod. You can get yourself 50% off your first year subscription at The Athletic. For Derek Van Riper, I'm Michael Beller. Good luck with all your survivor pools. The Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast returns on Thursday as me, Jake Seeley, and Brandon Funston help you get your lineups right with Week 3 rankings. We'll talk to you then. Thank you.